Hey, hey, welcome to the Sweat and Reflect podcast, where we'll break down how life is happening for you and not to you. I'm Meredith, a 30-something teacher and health coach who is committed to helping you realize your potential and crush your goals. We'll laugh together, cry together, and at the end of the day, grow together. Are you ready to sweat and reflect your way through this crazy thing we call life? Okay, then, let's go. Hey, friend. How the heck are you? I hope you are doing incredibly well and you are embracing everything that life is giving you the good, the bad, the ugly. Because once again, I've been reminded just how incredibly precious this life is. This past week, um, by the time you're listening to this, this past week, I received a message that never expected um, to receive. And it was that one of the women, one of my sisters in my sorority that I have mentored, that I have advised, that I have worked with, passed away tragically. And just out of like privacy for her and her family, I I won't go um, into details regarding everything, but it was like a gut punch. And two days later, I am compelled to come on here and talk to you, not because I have the answers, because I don't. I am clawing my way through this grief journey every single day. But I felt compelled to come on here because I unfortunately know all too well what it's like to get that gut punch to receive a message that you never thought that you'd receive and one that you are trying to rationalize so a few things Death is never easy, right? We know that. Even when it's your grandparent who has lived a long, beautiful life, it's not easy. But from my point of view, we place a lot more emphasis on the severity of loss the severity of death when it results in anyone from, I'd say, 30 or younger passing away. Right, children, we can't fathom. Teenagers, what the heck is going on? Um, And then people in their 20s, or even early 30s, you don't understand 
how it got to that point, right? These individuals that are just starting to come into their own, have their whole lives ahead of them, have fallen in love, have started to dream about what life is really going to look like now that they have a little bit more experience, have more of a worldly perspective. And that is not to say that the loss of a child, whether they are in utero, five or 15, is not difficult because it it is. Um, unfortunately, I have lost students. And again, you just, you you can't understand it. But for some reason, the loss of this sister is hitting me in such a way where I am trying to rationalize it, right? I am sitting here thinking, why of all people? Because if you knew her, I haven't seen her in years, but if you knew her, her smile was infectious. She lit up the room. She made you feel like life was worth living and not something to take seriously in terms of overanalyzing every little thing like I especially tend to do. I just remember being in her presence and just feeling light and alive. And so to hear that she has passed, she has died, I I can't, I can't understand how someone with that much life, with that much joy, that much energy, that much power to make people feel loved and welcomed and safe would be taken from her family and her closest friends and and everyone that knew her i i truly believe that we all have a purpose and that we are all here to fulfill some role on a specific path. For example, I know that I was destined to be on this path as a young widow, dealing with watching Tim um, lose his own battle. And I firmly believe that I was meant to be here. I was meant to hold his hand, to be his support, to be his advocate, to be his voice when he literally couldn't use it. Um, like I, I believe that with every fiber of my being. And yet, despite that belief, I don't understand how the universe, God, whatever you believe in, higher power, could take someone... like this sister. That's not to say I I understand why the universe took Tim. That's not to say that I understand why anything truly happens. 
I just am able to reflect and rationalize and maybe not even rationalize, but like connect myself to Tim's story um, and to what he is teaching me and to what his life and his death is, is teaching others. But for the life of me, I can't understand why she was taken from us. And again, I haven't seen her in years, but her presence had such a profound impact on me that I'm looking for answers. And I can't even imagine what her family and again, her closest, closest friends are going through because at the end of the day, there is no rationalization. There's no definitive answer. There's nothing that is going to ease any of our pain. If anything, that rationalization, that search for answers is going to make things worse, in my opinion. It's going to make things worse because we will perseverate on something that we cannot change, right? No matter what we do, no matter what we ask God or the universe for, the people that we've lost, specifically the sister um, and even Tim, they're not going to come back, right? We don't have that power we know all too well that death is a clear part of our lives. And yet so many people just don't understand, right? And I don't think we're supposed to understand. I don't think we're supposed to have a clear answer because death is shrouded in mystery. Right. And we find comfort in our belief systems in how we perceive the afterlife or don't perceive the afterlife, depending on what you believe. But in certain cases, we just sit and we question. We question why, how dare God, the universe, this higher power, take these individuals, take these people who were just embarking on their lives. Where is the justice in that? Where is the the grace, the love, the, the meaning, the purpose in that? And I could sit here for... God knows how long and just continue to question and get lost in that space of anger and hate and questioning. But what I've realized from being in this part of my own grief journey is that I can ask all the questions I want I can feel anger because I do. There are moments where I do feel angry about Tim's death. But again, none of the, none of that, none of those feelings are going to bring him back. 
None of those feelings surrounding a tragedy are going to bring the one that we love back. And it is the worst feeling because as humans, we want to control. We want to be able to prepare for all outcomes and protect ourselves and our loved ones. But at the end of the day, death shows us that we don't have control. We only have control of how we live our lives day to day. Which is really why I wanted to come on here. Because as I sit and I reflect and I feel and I process the loss of this beautiful woman. And as I process her loss in conjunction with the loss of Tim, all I keep thinking is I need to live the way that they were living. I need to leave people feeling liked and cared for and welcomed and just so deeply loved because that is what she has taught me in our short time together. And through the loss of Tim, I have realized how important it is to embrace this life. We have this one freaking life. We have this one moment. Every morning we wake up and we are able to take a breath and we are able to walk. And we are able to reach out to those that we love. We are so unbelievably blessed. And it is so easy to get lost in the anger and the hatred and the frustration and the bargaining with a higher power. But what if instead we took time To just live life the way that our lost loved one did. Right? Even through the loss of a child, their innocence, their ability to ask questions, to see the world as this big, beautiful place that they can explore, that they can be anything that they want to be. To be the teenager who thinks that they're invincible and you know, is testing the boundaries and the limits of what they think they're capable of. Or the, you know, the 20-year-old who has dreamed of the family, the wedding, the job, the friendships, growing old with their best friends, right? We need to step into that space and live our lives from their perspective. And now I am not saying, especially for anyone who is dealing with a immediate grief, right? Like you are in the infancy stages of that grief. You are not going to see it this way, you are not going to be prepared to view 
your loved one's loss in this way. I am able to say this because of where I am in my grief journey. And there is no pressure in your grief journey to pick the pieces back up, to stop yelling at God or at that higher power. There is no timeline in how to process and how to feel. But I just really encourage you that in those moments where you feel so down, where you feel lost, where you feel as though the darkness is enveloping you and you just want to scream at the sky and say, why? Why the fuck did you do this? That you can take even a second and remember the way that that person made you feel and try to channel that energy towards the other people that you are interacting with, towards yourself, right? Find a way to love yourself, to accept yourself for where you are in this grief process, in this grief journey and give yourself grace in that moment. Remember a time where your loved one made you laugh so hard you thought you were going to pee your pants. Laugh over something so inconsequential, right? Or even the time that they made you so mad, but it ended in laughter. Those are the moments that we have to cling to. Those are the moments that we need to perseverate on. Because those are the moments that are going to keep our loved one, keep our loved ones that much closer to us. So again, I don't have all the answers. This suggestion of finding the beauty in your lost loved one isn't going to work for you today, tomorrow, maybe ever. But if I can give you any sort of just strength or comfort, know that everything you're feeling is perfectly normal, no matter what it is, but that your loved one wants you to live your life to the absolute fullest in his or her memory. No matter how they died, that's what they want you to focus on. And I wholeheartedly believe that. And one last thing, one of the other pieces of the past few days that I'm I'm processing is I am so focused on how she died that I'm letting that overshadow how she lived. And there are moments where people I talk to about Tim, they want to focus on how he died. And I'm like, let's talk about how he lived. Right? Because in their worst moments, 
we wish we could take away that pain and that suffering and completely erase that. But in that, in comparison to that one moment, what kind of life did they lead? What did they bring to the table? What did they bring to your life? How did they live? And that, I think, is the larger final point, at least of today, because this conversation about grief is just a split second um, in terms of a, a grief journey. But I hope... That if you are suffering a loss, if you are going through this specific loss that I'm talking about, if you're experiencing any loss at all, you're not alone. Your feelings are so valid. But the best thing you can do for your loved one is live your life to the absolute fullest and try to emulate one way that they live their life. And that's the best way we can honor them. I know this is a lot. I know you are going through something unimaginable. But you're not alone. And I am a DM away. If you want to talk about this further. Um, And to all those who are suffering, who are dealing with this fresh grief. I love you. I'm here for you, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you love this episode, share it with your bestie or share it on social media and tag me so I can thank you for your support. I am so grateful to share this space with you. Talk to you soon.